This is Denzel Mills, and you listen to Roster Watch. Watch Nation, it's your friendly neighborhood trash man, and this is the garbage grab. More specifically, this is the fantasy fallout going into week eight of the NFL season, brought to you by mybookie.com. So let's go ahead and get started with the Thursday night game. Giants at Eagles. Giants lost this one 21 to 22. Devontae Freeman left the game in the third quarter with an ankle injury, but he only had three carries prior to that. Wayne Gallman filled in in his absence and ground out 34 yards and a touchdown on 10 carries. Further cementing his grip when Deion Lewis lost a fumble. Freeman has 11 days to get right, but Gallman would be the likely starter if he cannot go. The Giants face the Bucks this week, though, so no Giants ball carrier is a suggested play in that one. Sterling Shepard returned to action after four games out and proceeded to lead the Giants in receiving six receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Only 29% owned. Shepard stepped right back into the wide receiver one role and should be owned in most formats, at least in PPR ones. Richard Rodgers, on the other side of the ball, isn't the most athletic tight end, but in a Carson Wentz offense, any tight end will do. Rodgers led the Eagles in receiving yards with 85, eight targets on the day. Only 9% owned. Rodgers will offer a high floor as long as Zach Ertz is sidelined, which could be at least another month. And then talented rookie receiver Jalen Rager has been activated from injured reserve, but he could be held out for the Eagles week nine bye. In any case, he needs to be added in deeper formats. He'll be the Eagles' most dynamic pass catcher when he's on the field. On to the next game, Steelers at Titans. Steelers won this one 27 to 24. Chase Claypool faded hard with Deontay Johnson back on the field. But to his credit, Claypool was covered by the Titans' best corner. He'll be up and down with Johnson in the lineup, but Claypool shouldn't be dropped at this point. He's still a starter playing ahead of James Washington, and he's a constant red zone threat. On the other side of the ball, A.J. Brown is an alpha, so he feasts on whatever he can get. But Corey Davis actually led the Titans in targets on Sunday with 10. His upside isn't quite what Brown's is, but Davis has put up double-digit points in PPR leagues in all but one game he's played in this season. He's worth a flex against Cincinnati this week. And then no setbacks for Jonu Smith coming off an ankle injury. He just got bottled up by Pittsburgh in this one. Starting with confidence in week seven against Cincinnati. On to the next game, the Cowboys at Washington. Cowboys losses from 3-25. to 25. The Cowboys' offense is in shambles. They started a different offensive line every game this season. And now they may, down, they may be down to their third-string quarterback and Ben DiNucci if Andy Dalton can't get cleared from concussion, concussion protocol in time for this week's matchup with the Eagles, or unless they add somebody. I'd say this is a downgrade for the Cowboys receivers, but you can't get much lower than where Dalton had them. DiNucci might actually be willing to take some chances, some shots. 
That is, again, if the Cowboys don't add a quarterback to the mix. In any case, the Eagles defense is well worth streaming in week seven. On the other side of the ball, Kyle Allen has a bye week, but he gets a string of soft defenses for at least a month after that. He'll be a decent streamer if you need the help at quarterback. And then J.D. McKissick took a backseat to Antonio Gibson in this one as Gibson piled on 128 yards and a touchdown against Dallas. McKissick should see more usage against the Giants this week in what should be a closer game, but he's unusable outside of PPR formats as he's yet to score a touchdown this season. On to the next one, Bills at Jets. Bills won this one 18-10. Zach Moss looked like the better back in this one compared to Devin Singletary, picking up 72 all-purpose yards to Singletary's 47. Both could be worth flexing against the Pats this week, though, as Belichick and company will do their best to stifle Buffalo's productive passing game, more so than their run game. John Brown was out for this one, but it was Cole Beasley, not Gabriel Davis, who benefited With the Bills trailing for much of the first half, Josh Allen went to a safety blanket in Beasley and stuck with him the rest of the game. If Brown misses another week, expect Beasley to be used early and often as a chain mover against the Patriots. On the other side of the ball, LaMichael P. Ryan didn't have as many yards as Frank Gore, who actually had a healthy 5.5 yards per carry average in this one. But the rookie did find the end zone on Sunday. Both he and Gore had 11 carries on the day, but P. Ryan played 70 snaps. Uh, 70% of the Jet snaps to Gore's 29. P. Ryan needs to be added ahead of this week's matchup with Kansas City as they are easier to run on than they are to pass on these days. Denzel Mims, rookie, one of my, if, my, one of my favorites, if not my favorite receiver coming into this uh, year's draft. He saw his first action of the season on Sunday, leading the Jets in receiving with 47 yards and tying Braxton Berrios in targets with seven Mims didn't have Jamison Crowder to compete with in this one, but Mims should sustain value even when Crowder Crowder returns, enough so to warrant him being added in deeper formats. On to the next game, Panthers at Saints. Panthers lost this one 24-27. Curtis Samuel saw second most targets this season, six on Sunday, 48 yards, his second highest total this season. Samuel is a distant third, sometimes fourth if you include Mike Davis to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore in the pecking order, but he may be worth flexing against Atlanta this week as most receivers are. And now is the time to move him, speaking of Mike Davis. If you want to try to get anything for him before Christian McCaffrey returns, CMC is due to return by week nine at the latest, so do what you can with Davis while you can. On the other side of the ball, undrafted free agent Marquez Callaway led the Saints in targets with 10 and receiving yards of 75 before leaving the game with an ankle injury. The Saints are notoriously deceptive about injury info, so there's no telling if he's going to be available this week, but he's worth the ad just in case if you got a deep enough bench. Deontay Harris added some flair with 46 yards and a touchdown on five targets Sunday for the Saints. He might be worth a speculative ad in deep leagues if Callaway can't go and Michael Thomas is still sitting this week. It's fall, folks. Can you feel it? And in my bookie, that can mean only one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NFL, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big and then collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code ROSTER 
and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. Now on to the next game. Packers at Texans. Packers won this one 35-20. Jamal Williams was the preferred back to A.J. Dillon with Aaron Jones sitting against the Texans, out-touching the rookie 23-5 on the day. Williams will be a borderline running back one if Jones can't go this week. On the other side of the ball, Randall Cobb led the Texans with 95 yards on 10 targets. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And what was obviously a revenge game for him, as he hadn't seen more than six looks in a game all season. He's still only useful as a middling PPR flex in deeper formats. Don't get it twisted. On to the next game, Browns at Bengals. Browns won this one 37-34. Odell Beckham is done for the season with a torn ACL, meaning you need to run out and pick up Rashard Higgins and or Donovan Peoples-Jones in that order. Higgins went over 100 yards, and Donovan Peoples-Jones scored in ODB's absence. Peoples-Jones isn't going to see as much volume as Higgins, but he was in the game for 21 and Baker Mayfield 28 dropbacks on Sunday, meaning he could have some boom days. Also, rookie tight end Harrison Bryant started over David Njoku, who's actually requested a trade. Bryant scored twice in his role, in addition to topping 50 yards on the day. He'll be, a, he'll be touchdown dependent, largely touchdown dependent in this offense, but he's worth adding in dynasty and keeper formats. Gio Bernard had the backfield almost exclusively to himself and Joe Mix instead on Sunday. Shamaze P. Ryan was the only other back to log a single carry. Bernard looks safe as a high upside running back, too, as long as Joe Mixon is sidelined. And then A.J. Green has out-targeted T. Higgins in their last two games. You should definitely keep riding Higgins as the Bengals are a passing offense, but Green needs to be picked back up if he's been dropped in your league. He's available in almost 40% of leagues right now, so go get him. On to the next game, the Lions the Falcons. All Lions pass catchers had a decent day in week seven, it seems, but keep in mind that they were playing the Falcons. Things will get much tougher against the Colts this week, so I wouldn't depend on anyone other than Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Swift, and TJ Hawkinson this week. On the other side of the ball, for the second straight week, the Atlanta offense has been clicking with Julio Jones back in the fold. You can even fire up Russell Gage in PPR formats this week. On to the next game, Buccaneers at Raiders. Buccaneers won this one 45-20. A healthy Leonard Fournette outsnapped Ronald Jones 40-31 to on Sunday, and he out-targeted him 7-2. to They're both worth flexing against the Giants this week, but they do limit each other's upsides. Scotty Miller had, well, he went over 100 yards on Sunday, but his time as the Bucks field stretcher, primary field stretcher, is limited now that Antonio Brown has been signed to the Bucks. Now is the time to sell high on Miller, who should have at least one more good, decent game in him against the Giants this week. Mike Evans 
has been almost absent in games played with Chris Godwin this season. I can't imagine things are going to get any easier for him with Antonio Brown coming to town. If you're desperate at wide receiver, though, now's the time to trade for Evans. You could probably get him for pretty cheap right now in hopes that he has a second-half reemergence. On the other side of the ball, Nelson Aguilar scored in four of six games for the Raiders this season. Terribly touchdown dependent, but he also topped 100 yards for the first time this season in week six, well, week seven, and he actually looks fantasy relevant. He deserves to be added in deeper formats. You know what else needs to be added? It's the Fantasy Life app. Guys, it's one of the smartest things you can do downloading the Fantasy Life app. It's a free app. Duly noted. We use them for their news and alerts and community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anyone else. They monitor thousands of reporters so you don't have to and send important news as soon as it breaks. So throw out your Twitter, throw out your other websites that you get news information from besides us. You never miss a relevant injury trade or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app for iOS or Android at FantasyLifeApp.com. On to the next one, Jaguars at Chargers. Jaguars lost this one 29-39. The Jags leaned almost exclusively on James Robinson in this one as they couldn't get much going in the passing game. D.D. Westbrook tore his ACL, but no one is depending on him in fantasy anyways, or at least not hope, at least hopefully not. Justin Herbert needs to be owned in all leagues, not just the 75% he's owned in now. He's putting up impressive numbers, even though he's mainly targeting Keenan Allen to excess. His rushing prowess is enough to make him worth starting on the weekly. And then Joshua Kelly had seven more touches than Justin Jackson on Sunday, but Jackson had the more effective fantasy day due to his receiving. With a terrible offensive line in front of them, Jackson seems like the better play in fantasy right now, as Kelly is going to have to depend on scoring to make his day a lot of the time. And then on to the next game, 49ers at Patriots. 49ers ran away with this one, 33-6. Literally, Jeff Wilson who was going nuts on Sunday trying to keep Jermichael Hasty off the field, no doubt, before he injured his ankle late in the game. If Wilson can't go this week, Hasty makes for an excellent play against the Seahawks, and he should be owned in all formats. Brandon Ayuk had a 100-plus yard game for the first time on Sunday as Debo Samuel exited with a hamstring injury. Ayuk is only owned in 49% of leagues and needs to be added in most of them ahead of this week's matchups with the Seahawks, which should be a shootout. Cam Newton on the other side of the ball threw three picks and was benched in New England's 33-6 loss to the 49ers. Apparently, Jared Stidham only came into the game to get some experience and garbage time, but it only seems like a matter of time before the Pats move on from Cam if he can't start producing on the field ASAP. On to the next game, the Chiefs of the Broncos. Chiefs won this one 43-16. The Chiefs scored 43 points without their offense doing much fantasy-wise. It was mostly their defense and special teams. But we did see Le'Veon Bell make his debut as a Chief. Bell averaged 6.5 yards per carry with six carries for 39 yards against Denver. The touches were few, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only had nine on the day. Bell is worth a speculative flex of what will be a tremendous revenge game against the Jets this week. And then on the other side of the ball, the Broncos were stifled in the passing game, as can be expected against Kansas City these days. But Philip Lindsay was able to put up 79 yards on nine carries to Melvin Gordon's 68 yards on 17 carries. Gordon is still obviously the lead back in this offense, but Lindsay is worth deep league flex in most formats right now. On to the last game on the Sunday slate, 
the night game Seahawks at, court, at, at Cardinals. Seahawks lost this one 34 to 30, 37 in overtime. Chris Carson exited the game with a foot injury, as did Travis Homer with a knee, leaving Carlos Hyde to play the majority of snaps at running back. Carson is week to week, meaning Hyde has a good chance of starting this week against the 49ers. He needs to be added in most formats. And then Kenyon Drake injured his ankle on Sunday night, and Chase Edmonds came away with 145 yards in his stead. The Cardinals have a bye this week, but Drake could still miss a game or two. And even with the bye, Edmonds is a must-add if you have the bench space. He's got running back one upside when he is the starter. And then Christian Kirk has scored five touchdowns in his last four games, and he's only owned in 55% of leagues. The Cardinals are going pass-heavy, and Kirk is a big part of the game plan moving forward. Go ahead and pick him up. And that is it for the fantasy fallout going into week eight of the NFL season, folks. This has been the Trash Man and the Garbage Grab. Until next time, be ready. Be ready.